Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers. Hope everyone's doing great today. Uh, We are at Tuesday on August 4th. Uh, We have a, a pretty good slate coming at you tonight. And my name is Santino. I'll be your host tonight. And I am with the awesome uh, Dave Menkoff. How you doing here, Dave? Doing well. Excited to be here. How are you? I'm doing well, too. I'm, I'm excited again. Uh, the bubble has been pretty good so far. There's nothing to complain about. A lot of pretty close basketball games. I was watching the Thunder and Nuggets today. I was went into overtime and another game that went into overtime. I love having... Uh, Mostly non-scrub teams out there, uh, so you, you get more competitive games. And, and the bubble, there's no home court advantage as well. Um, one thing that I did find interesting is the crowd. Uh, well, that was one thing that a lot of people were worried about and maybe still are. Uh, but the crowd, not having a crowd and uh, the artificial whatever noise that they're pumping in, I don't really think it affects the game, and I like it. Sometimes I hear players uh, say some words out there, and I, and I like that even more. How about yourself? How, how are you feeling without the crowd there? I'm really loving it. I've, in fact, I actually like the fact that there's a, kind of a virtual crowd uh, <laughs> aspect uh, going on in the bubble. That's certainly interesting. I wonder if other, other professional sports are going to start implementing that as well. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I agree. and It's kind of... Uh, a cool thing it just having people there virtual uh, they can make some noise i one thing I, I was reading i was hearing on the radio uh one of the beat reporters for uh, nba.com um he said that when they're going over the games and they're uh announcing and whatnot they hear all the artificial noise they hear the virtual stuff they hear everything going on um as if you were when you're you're the home team they're pumping up like pump up music like you would when you had that home court but he, do, he said he didn't actually talk to a player to see if the players are hearing that or the refs. So that's something interesting. Uh, I would love to get an answer on that. I, it might have been out there already, but I haven't found it. Um, if they aren't hearing that, it's, it's kind of like a, an AAU game, but with, with professionals. And I, I wonder how they take it. That it's, looks, it sounds fun. Um, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. But... Let's get on to uh, what we what we're here for tonight. Um, another edition. If you guys are joining in, it's another edition of Hoop Ball DFS today, and um, we have a solid slate here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six game slate, which is kind of the norm now. Sometimes there are seven, sometimes there are five, but generally there are going to be six games a day. Uh, and this slate kicks off at 1:30 p.m. Eastern time, so you're going to want to get this in. Pretty early, uh, especially if you're working, you got to do it in the morning. There are some news and, and injury updates to to keep an eye out for, but most of the stuff we have in. Uh, so let's kick it off, Dave. Uh, let's get right into the nitty gritty here. What everybody's waiting for: uh, the biggest game on the docket, 
the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, this is going to be a barn burner. Uh, <laughs> just joking on everybody. Um, if you guys aren't, if you guys weren't living in a ro- under a rock and you were just paying attention even somewhat to the NBA, you know that the Nets were playing without Kevin Durant all year. Uh, they were mainly playing out with playing without Kyrie Irving this year as he had a handful of games. He's been on and off the court, and he's not playing in this restart because of injury again. Uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie opted out after testing positive for COVID-19. DeAndre Jordan did the same. And even Torian Prince did the same. Uh, that's not it, though. Wilson Chandler also opted out. And Nicholas Clack, 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 Claxton, their young, young, exciting big man, is also not on the team. Uh, and then you have um, Jamal Crawford, who they signed. That is, is questionable for conditioning, I believe. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to play with everybody out, but also Michael Beasley that they signed um, got COVID and couldn't play. So the Nets are in shambles right now, and we know that. But tomorrow, facing the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the best team in the league right now, they have the best record. Uh, They are coming off a tough defeat against the Rockets, which was another exciting game in the bubble. But tomorrow, with all those people we just mentioned, they're also going to be out without Karis LeVert for rest, they won't have Jared Allen for rest. And even Joe Harris is sitting for rest. Uh, that's an entire basketball team in itself that I mentioned is not going to play. Dave, uh, what do you see from the Nets tomorrow with pretty much everybody that you know that we know not playing? And they're going, against, they're going up against the best defensive team in the league. Uh, what are you expecting there? And we did see some price hikes because of all this, but... Uh, if you have any insight, the viewers want to know it. Absolutely, Santino. You definitely nailed it <laughs> on on the head with, with kind of the, the preview here. So given the potential for an historic blowout um, based <laughs> on who's playing for the Bucks and who's not playing for the Nets, um, you know, it, as far as on the Nets side, I would say uh, for me, there's only really one relatively fairly priced net that I'll even – consider in my lineups again strictly from maybe more of a gpp kind of perspective but i would throw a, a dart throw or two at garrett temple at 5800 um he's a guy that in the past um has stepped up and can get hot uh and be able to put up some some decent fantasy points and his coming off an 18 point effort i think he should be able to um should he see some significant minutes it should be able to to, to supersede that pretty pretty easily, actually, from that perspective. So um, on the net side, he's really the only guy I'm even looking at at 5,800. And, and, and like I mentioned, I would look at the Nets' uh, full roster very cautiously in this matchup. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there, but uh, I, I do. there are some people that I'm taking a slight look at. Um, I'll start with my boy... Chris Chioza at 5,300. He got a little, he got price bumped up twice now. Um, obviously this time everybody's getting priced up. Um, but at 5,300, he's going to have, he has to play 30 minutes. I mean, who else is going to play on this team? Uh, I expect a blowout and I expect him to get some garbage points. So if I'm going to look at anybody that's not minimum price, pretty much it's him. Um, well, I should say, uh, he'd be my first guy to look at. Tyler Johnson, if he still had that 3200 price tag that he had last game, would definitely look at him. But at 66, uh, it's going to be very hard for that guy to return any value. Um, but um, 
going down the roster, I would look at maybe Kyrix at forty three hundred. I mean, without all these people, somebody's going to have to do something, and I expect a lot of garbage time. I don't expect them to actually keep this competitive, but we don't need competitive basketball if if they can put up some garbage time points. Um, so I maybe look at him, but I, he's he's just another dart throw. And then these last three guys are all dart throws as well. If you're if you're filling your lineup to the to the top and you're trying to get a bunch of stars, and then you're looking for those cheap guys who could return value, they're mainly on the nets because any of these guys are just throw a dart and you might hit one. And somebody on this team is going to have to have a decent game. And I would look at Musa. Justin Anderson, who can hit threes, and Lance Thomas. Uh, he started last game. He only played a handful of minutes, but at 3,800, there without Jared Allen and Nicholas Claxton and DeAndre Jordan, there's nobody else with really size. Maybe Dante Hall, but he they just signed him and he didn't play. Somebody's going to have to do something in that front court, so I'll look at uh, Lance Thomas to try and do that. That's only if I'm going uh, very top-heavy in this. But besides that, you're right. I'm not really. I'm not going to bank on any of these guys to do much. Um, and on the flip side of this, we're going. We're they're playing the Bucks, who have Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe will be playing. Uh, Wes Matthews will be out. Uh, but are you looking at anybody on the Bucks? Uh, and if you are looking at anybody because of this game that we expect to just be a blowout. And before I even get to. Um, say why we think it's a blowout. Vegas doesn't even have a line on this. I, I forgot to say the line because there actually is none. There is no over-under. There is no spread. There is no money line. Vegas doesn't want you to put any money on this game because of what the Nets are trotting out. Yeah, uh, you definitely mentioned it again. <laughs> like on the Bucks side, uh, in an enormous situation, I'd be very excited and intrigued to see what Bledsoe can put out there um, in his first game back. But given how this, this game is really setting up to, to play, um, on the Buck side, I like a couple couple of these dumpster diving uh, guys um, who tend to, to, to thrive in, in, in a handful of, of potential minutes. So Pat Connaughton is one guy that's making his bubble debut uh, in this game. At 3,500, he's certainly worth a look, especially if this game uh, turns into the expected blowout that it is. Uh, another guy in the same kind of narrative uh, from a blowout perspective is Sterling Brown, uh, the young the young player from $3,600 price tag. Uh, he's a guy that can certainly be able to hit value if he gets extended run. Um, but I would I would stick on the the lower tiered uh, players in the Bucks given this blowout potential for sure. Yeah, um, it's it's the same thing. This whole team is a dart throw. It's you. You unfortunately can't trust Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe um, just because they they may, they may could put up value in 20 minutes because of who they're playing against, but you can't trust that. Um, and there's better guys to go that you know are going to play more. Uh, to me, it's I like the Sterling Brown call too. Uh, if you're going to throw a dart at someone, he can get hot and he should see a good amount of minutes if when this when I'm not even going to say if anymore, when this game turns into a blowout, uh, Connington, that's solid. He, he's going to have his first game back. He's only 3,500. Um, he can throw it down and he had some big games for the bucks, uh, pretty good DFS games last year. Uh, and I would say, look at DiVincenzo for 5,600 cause he's going to get a lot of run and he's probably going to be the main ball handler, uh, assuming they don't also rest him too, but at 5,600, he might be a chalk play. So that's something that I would watch out for as well. Uh, in all, all in all, this game is pretty much dart throws and leave it alone. Except I, I kind of like Chioza to bring his 
value back. But besides that, it's it's tough for me as well. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but let's get back onto the actual basketball where, where games and, and people are trying. And, and that is the next game on the docket that starts at 2.30 p.m. And that is Dallas versus Sacramento. Uh, the Kings are coming off back-to-back losses. And so are the Mavs. On, uh, Mavs had two close games already, but they lost both of them, both nail biters. Um, the Mavs are favored by five and a half in this game. And the over-under is currently at 237. Yes, we have a spread and we have an over-under in this game, uh, unlike the last game. So, Dave, what are you looking at in this game? It's two teams that are uh, trying to win. I mean, if the Kings lose again, they're pretty much done. Uh, And the Mavs might have that seven seed locked up after those two tough losses. Uh, But where are you looking at for Dallas and Sacramento? We'll start with Dallas. Yeah, um, definitely a more exciting matchup than the previous game uh, <laughs> from that perspective. So that's already a great starting point. But uh, for me, I'm voting my lineups on the Mav side with, with the two top-tier guys. So you have Dantich coming in at 10-7. 10, 10, um, and on this uh, pretty, pretty large slate, um, that, that's a pretty fair price. Um, and I think you should be able to exceed value. He's coming off a 65-point fantasy game. So... I fully expect, given the Kings' guard uh, preferences or, or lack thereof of playing any defense, the 21st-ranked defense uh, in the league, I definitely expect Dantich to, to eat up, uh, pretty much do whatever he wants to do uh, against this Kings lineup. And then Porzingis uh, down low. And at 9000 he only has a slight price hike, and he's coming off 52.5 uh, fantasy point game in his last one. So I, I fully expect him to, to play well as well. So I would say those two are my top two uh, looks on the Mavs side. Oh, that's a good one. Um, obviously, they, they're priced up for a reason because they are the big dogs. Porzingis has been playing great in these last two games in the bubble. Um, and Donchick, Donchick, however, he's always playing great. Uh, something to keep in mind, the last time Luca played the Kings, he put up 33 points, 12 rebounds, 10 ass- or 8 assists. Uh, he made three threes, and he shot 10 of 18 from the field. Uh, Porzingis, 27, 13, and 5 with three blocks. He made two threes, and he shot 11 of 16 from the field. So they both put up double-doubles with, with extra, and they both were extremely efficient from the field. Uh, I expect the same. Uh, Rashawn Holmes might be seeing more of uh, Porzingis, which would bump him a tiny bit down for me, uh, but he's still going to get some good run there. And I forgot to mention before player guys out, uh, Seth Curry is not – is extremely questionable, they said. Uh, quote, is as doubtful right now. So that, to me, would bump up Tim Hardaway. Maybe he gets some more minutes, or not minutes, but more usage, more shots. So he's a guy I'd look at as well if I wanted cheap exposure and I didn't want to pay up for Donkic. But Luka is definitely a pivot off this late game that we'll get to later. And um, Hardaway is another guy that I'd look at. Besides that, uh, there's just no usage that goes around after Donkic, Porzingis, and even Hardaway doesn't get a ton of usage, but he is their third guy. And uh, when he gets hot, he gets hot. But on the flip side, how do you feel about the Kings? We saw nobody should be out for them. Alex Len is looking like he might play. Uh, that's the only guy that we'd have to keep an eye out for. Um, but how do you feel about the Kings after that letdown and beatdown that they had their last game at, by the hands of uh, the 86 Magic players <laughs> in the rotation? Yeah. I think the Kings in this kind of matchup, they should come out 
somewhat motivated after that tough loss. So I actually like a, a few guys on the Kings side in this matchup. Um, so I'll start with the top, uh, Darren Fox, 7,300. Pretty fair price tag. He's coming off a, a pretty lackluster game for his um, for his game, uh, 20 points in the last one. I fully expect him to bounce back and then this kind of matchup. Um, so I, I like him a lot in this in this setup. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, I like a lot as well. 5,200. Um, he's, he's averaging about 30 fantasy points per game in his last few, and, and he's fairly consistent now that he's getting significant minutes for the Kings. So um, he's another guy I'm going to target. And then the final guy is more of a GPP kind of dart throw, uh, and he's very cheap, so I'm going to throw him into a good portion of my lineups, is uh, Harry Giles III. Um, he's at priced at $4,000 on DraftKings, coming off 34 points in limited minutes. Um, and I think if he sh- sees any significant run, he's definitely got some great uh, point-per-minute potential. Um, and he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be looking at, like I mentioned, in, in, a, in a fair chunk of my lineups as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you on the Fox, and I like Bogdanovich, or Bogdanovich as well. Uh, they're both... They both have some solid potential. Um, I also don't mind Buddy Heald, but as uh, my good buddy Mike pointed out, we still have the same Luke Walton and not liking Buddy Heald uh, that we did prior to the break. So that always puts a little lackluster, uh, makes me not totally want to buy into that. Um, But looking at the last two games that these guys played, uh, the the Kings w- or the Mavs won by 19 in their last game. Uh, they totaled 241 total points. But De'Aaron Fox, uh, he only had 16, three and four in 31 minutes. He shot five of 16. Uh, and Bogdanovich had six, four and two. They both he only played 23 minutes. He shot two of 11. They had a bad game, but the game before that, uh, Bog didn't play. But Fox had 27, 12 assists, seven rebounds. Uh, so he he had. He's had has except he tongue tied a little bit there. He's had success against this team and against Luca. Uh, he can get a shot off as well, and I like him at that seventy three hundred price tag. Um, two other guys I would maybe look at. Uh, Bejalika at forty five hundred is not a bad play. Uh, they're still going to play him. He might go up against the unicorn, and uh, I don't want to touch him on defense, but uh, he he could bring back value there. And Kent Bazemore, I mentioned. Uh, Luke Wallen doesn't like Buddy Heald, but everything he doesn't like about Buddy Heald, he loves about Kent Bazemore. And at 4,100, this guy is seemingly playing near 30 minutes every game. If you need someone cheap and you don't want to target those uh, those Nets guys and throw a dart over there, Bazemore has been a pretty consistent value. Um, but yeah, th- that's pretty much all I like on this team as well. Uh, this is going to be a fast-paced matchup, which we expect. But there's really not much usage to go around after Luca and Porzingis on Dallas. And Sacramento is, uh, we don't know at this moment. They're still trying to gel with themselves. Holmes is coming back. Um, and Fox went from off to on, I mean, on to off. I think he gets back on the track on, in this game as well. Uh, so we, we hit two of these games already. We hit the game of the night and the Nets and the, and the Bucks and a pretty solid game with two teams that need a win uh, just to show that they can still win a game in, in Dallas and Sacramento who are 0-2 in the bubble. But let's jump on to two teams that have been playing well. Um, and this third game of the night is the Suns 
against the Clippers. The Suns are actually, they've been winning. They've been winning in the bubble, uh, and the Clippers lost a nail-biter against the Lakers on opening night, or reopening night, I should say. And then they just went to town on the, on the Pelicans the other night in a blowout, a massive blowout. Uh, but this game it sees the Clippers favored by nine points, um, which is understandable. I mean, they are the Clippers, and they are have a 230 over-under, so a little bit less than um, what we were seeing in Dallas and Sacramento, and we don't know what the Nets and Brooklyn one was. So what do you see here? There are some big news and big shakeups. Uh, Lou Williams is back, and he is questionable. We don't know. That's something you're going to have to pay attention to, and this game starts at 4, so you're going to want to uh, get in, get a good look. They might have the news out before the 130 game starts, but he's questionable. He might play. We don't know it for sure yet, and Montrezl Harrell is still not in the bubble, so he's definitely not going to be playing, uh, but where do you go in, in the Clippers side? Do you stay at home, or do you, uh, if Harrell's there, how does that switch, or if Lou Williams does play, what does that look like, and if he doesn't play, where do you go? Yeah, that's a great point. I think the Lou Williams news is going to make a, make or break a lot of people's lineups given the uncertain nature currently and, and whether he's going to play or not. And if he does play, it's going to be on a minute's limit. Um, that's going to certainly affect um, the, the rest of the lineup. Um, and at a $5,000, if Lou Williams plays, he might be worth a dart thrower or two um, in, in this kind of matchup. Uh, I also like, again, on the Clippers side, I, I've been hammering his name since the beginning, um, and, and now a healthy Paul George, 8,100. He's a guy that has only seen a slight price bump um, considering um, his potential for, for really exceeding value. So I like him a lot. He's one of my main targets in this matchup on the Clippers side. And then the last guy uh, in the backcourt on the Clippers side, given uh, the minutes restrictions currently for Patrick Beverly. Um, is a guy by the name of Reggie Jackson. Um, at at 4,900, he's a guy that put up 33 fantasy points last game. If Lou Williams is playing or not playing, playing limited minutes, he's a guy that should be able to exceed value, and we might be able to see some vintage Reggie Jackson here in, in this matchup. Yeah, uh, I like those two. I think a Paul George, I'm not sure. 8,100 is still a great thing. Uh, I'm not sure why other people are getting such big price bumps and he hasn't really moved since uh, the two games ago, but uh, better for me. I, I like Paul George again in this matchup. Uh, he, they want, he looks healthy when he's healthy. 8,100 is always a good price against this Phoenix defense. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, that's, that's a really good price tag for him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is only 9,100. Uh, we said it last time. Anytime you can get Kawhi Hun Leonard sub 9,000, it's great. If you can get him right out 9,000, uh, that's great too. If I have the money, maybe I'll look for it. There are some other players in that price range that I'd want more. But um, if you wanted to pivot, I wouldn't hold it against you. I still think Paul George at 81 is much better. Uh, and yeah, Reggie Jackson. If Lou Williams doesn't play, that just means Reggie Jackson's going to get more usage. Beverly is still on a minute limit. I, I would assume Lou Williams would be on a minute's limit, too. Uh, if he was out of the bubble for what seems like two weeks now or so, I don't think they're just going to throw him right into the fire and play him too many minutes. Um, and they don't need to. So Reggie Jackson's in play here as well. Even if Lou Williams does play, I'd prefer him. Uh, maybe maybe you do prefer him to play, just so you have little less ownership on Reggie Jackson. Um, but... I like that. 
And and Vaka Zubak is another guy I would look at a little bit if you're looking in that 4,500 range. He's going to have to play in this matchup against Aiton. He doesn't play a lot in many matchups. And without Hero, uh, I would assume Zubak and creeps closer to that 30-minute limit uh, or 30-minute mark. But uh, he's still a guy that he, they don't play. But he has to play. He, he would play. He fits better in this matchup against an Aiton to me if you're going to look that way. Um, but yeah, that's all I have on the Clippers. It's pretty standard with the Clippers usually. Uh, but how do you feel about this Phoenix Suns team? This surprising Phoenix Suns team that is coming out and balling very hard. <laughs> yeah, and there is uh, Kelly Oubre is actually not. Uh, he's questionable, but he won't play. Oh nope, they just updated it. He won't play, and I don't think Aaron Baines is going to play as well. But he's listed as questionable without an update. Um, but where are you looking at, Dave, in the the Suns side here? Um, they do have some quality players, and the the Clippers, for as good as a defense they are, they do like to play fast. Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how the Suns uh, go into this matchup, given just their, their just their play during these these past few games. Um, and I think on the Suns' side, if this game can, can stay relatively close within that nine point spread, um, I really like Devin Booker at eighty four hundred. Um, he's a guy that that's definitely a blossoming superstar in the NBA and a guy that um, can pretty much score at will if, if he gets hot. He's, he's quite, quite good. And, and 8,400, definitely some, some value left um, in that price tag on, on the top end. DeAndre Eaton, 7,500, another guy that's coming off a relatively quiet game, but he should be able to to match up well against Zubac, I, I see him, you know, putting up some pretty solid value in, in that matchup. And then I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but um, the rookie that I'm going to be targeting in this matchup on the Sun side is not Mikael Bridges. It is, in fact, Cam Johnson, um, who has come out of nowhere during this during these last couple games and really shown the Suns um, that they made the right choice. It looks like uh, picking him up in, in the first round of the draft. At uh, 5100, he's certainly a guy that that should be able to to hit value. I know his price has gone up a little bit um, in the, over the past couple of games, but at 5100, he should, should still be able to to hit value here. Yeah, um, Cam's went up a little bit, and I think this is a much tougher matchup. But he played 40 minutes last game, so he, the minutes are there. He played 25 in the first game. Um, I'm not fully looking at him at the 51, but there is someone someone you mentioned, and he's. One of a guy, a guy that I really like this game is DeAndre Ayton at 7,500. His price went lower than it was uh, the other game a couple games ago. Uh, the last two games, actually. This is the lowest price it's been. Uh, he only played 21 minutes last game. He had five fouls. He was in a lot of foul trouble. Uh, but this game suits him well. With no Montrezl Harrell, uh, they either have to put Zubak or when they go joke Joachim Noah um, or go small and put Morris on him. I don't think any of those three guys can guard DeAndre Ayton at 7,500. He seems like my surefire. I want this guy in my lineup. Um, Devin Booker, he's always a good play. There are other people around that range that I like a little bit better, and we just mentioned one of them um, in Paul George, so I, I probably won't play as much Devin Booker. But DeAndre Ayton, to me, is is definitely in play and, and a guy that I'll be heavily targeting. Uh, yeah, so... Now is the the best time of the night because I get to talk about two things that I am really passionate about, guys. Uh, and that's, first off, if you don't have 
If you haven't gone to manscaped.com and entered the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, by now, then I don't know what to tell you. You are missing out on something, some products that are just fantastic. And at the top of that list is their newest product, and it is their greatest product by far. I, I love this product, and that's the Lawnmower 3.0. If you guys haven't checked out this Lawnmower 3.0, just 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 do it for the sake of you, your loved one, um, your significant other, anybody that, <laughs> or or even if you're just uh, just roaming roaming the field out there, just go check this out because it's phenomenal. Um, and another thing that I like to talk about, and I'm very passionate about, is my betting. And that's uh, if you're not checking out the NBA or hoop ball betting pods, uh, shame on you. They're doing a great job. But uh, everybody say it with me now. Sports are back. It, feel, it felt like forever. Those four months just felt like forever. But now we have one thing that we can all come together besides DFS and, and play, and that's my bookie. Uh, my bookie is a home run. It's a slam dunk. It's a triple overtime game-winning shot. That's all wrapped into this one bubble. I have, to, I, have, I have to throw out some, uh, some words in there. But I, I love it, guys. Uh, I know you will love it if you try it. And that should be all you need to hear to start betting today. Um, and my bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, unless it's the Nets and, and Bucks, apparently. And with the start of the NBA bubble season just happening and we're getting right into the thick of things, there's never been a better time to start playing, guys. And the terms are this simple with my bookie. You bet, you win. They pay. Uh, so what's not to love? NBA is here. MLB is here. NHL is here. And the NFL is less, just over a month away. Uh, so guys, join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. This is my favorite part, so I got to repeat it again. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%, and they'll toss you guys a $10 MLB future wager. Uh, so just go there now. Go to mybookie.com. Net and and then put in the promo code hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L, and just rake in those winnings today with me. Uh, we all love it. I know Dave Dave's out there making some bets, and I'm pretty sure he's on my bookie and, and loving loving how it's going. Dave, is that true? <laughs> oh yeah, um, I'm really loving it. Uh, love love what the site has to offer, and, and I love love throwing some action on, on my favorite Philadelphia 76ers whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So yeah, get to my bookie now and 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 join. Enter the promo code Hoopball. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to our our niche and our betting stuff, more of our betting style and our viewers' betting style, and that is the DFS game. Uh, we are halfway through the slate. We got three more games to get at you. Uh, we had one. We had the barn burner of the Nets Bucks. We had Mavs Kings and Suns Clippers. Now we come at you with two teams that are both 2-0, surprisingly, and that is the Magic and the Pacers. Uh, this line is opening at, uh, let's see, at 223.5 for the over-under, and the Magic are favored by two points. Uh, the big news in this game out of Orlando, and I'll get to the Pacers when we get to them, but out of Orlando is Jonathan Isaac has torn his left ACL. Um uh, just unfortunate, man. This guy was coming back from an injury. We didn't even know if he'd make it in the bubble. Uh, he did come back. He looked great. 
and he looked great in that second game, and then that was just a non-contact injury, and that's never the way you want to get hurt. Uh, even if it, no matter what the injury is, non-contact, never a good thing. Uh, we can only hope the, for the best, but it looks like he's probably not playing next year. Uh, with that in mind, what do you like about this Magic team, and what don't you like about them? Yeah, from the Magic side, as you mentioned, tough news on the Isaac injury. But uh, from the Magic perspective, I mean, it's certainly interesting. I, they're, they're a team that has a roster full of guys that like to step up at any given point. Um, but there is one guy that I'm targeting that's fairly consistent at the top, and that's Nikola Vucevic um, at 7,800. He's coming off a 47-point effort. Um, and against this front line on the Pacers with Sabonis um, out uh, for an insignificant amount of time, um, I think he should be able to absolutely smash that price tag. And he's a guy that I'm going to be putting in a, a fairly fairly heavy dose of my lineups. Um, but that's the only guy for me on the Orlando side that, that I would target in this kind of uh, slower pace matchup. Yeah, I like it. Uh, at 7800 that's a really good price. Uh, I don't mind Aaron Gordon now that there's no Isaac at 7400 and those would be the only two guys that I would consider, maybe Evan Fournier. But in general, unless I'm forced to, I am sticking away from this Magic team. I know I just mentioned two guys that I, I don't mind, but I'm trying to stay away from this Magic team until I see someone play 30 minutes. Until that happens, I just... The upside is just not there for me. I know Steve Clifford said he wanted to get 10, 11-man rotations. Uh, the first game, he played 13. The last game, he played more than that. Uh, well, they were blowing the team out, so I don't even really consider that. Um, but the least amount of people they've played is, is 13 in, in their two bubble games. So he is not joking around. They have Isaac out, so maybe that gives extra minutes to us couple people, but I don't know where those minutes actually go. Do they go to the starters? Do they go to the bench? Uh, do they want to win games? They, it's, they have the seven seat locked up because Brooklyn is not <laughs> Brooklyn's not going to jump them and they play Brooklyn again. Um, they, they're not going to get to the six seed. They, I don't know. I, I don't know what he wants to do. If he continues to do this 10, 11 man rotation, there is just no upside for me to want to go out and buy anyone. But if you're going to take a risk on chance on someone and hope they hit 30 it would be a Vucevic or it would be a Gordon for me besides that I'm staying I'm staying clear from this team because of them uh do you does that does that uh intimidate you a little bit that no one's played 30 minutes yet in the two games yeah that's that's certainly one of the the, the main intimidation factors for me um and it's, it's why I'm with you on that one yeah um but as far as Indiana and the Pacers go. Uh, there are some news, some news out there that we can talk about. Um, starting with uh, the hey, buddy, <laughs> that's my puppy, guys. Uh, if no one's heard him, um, but the Pacers are. This is they're going to be their third game in four nights. So we got to keep that in mind when we're looking at the price tags. Um, Brogdon just came back and he played a hefty. Hefty workload. Uh, I believe 35 minutes. Let me, 35 minutes. Yes, he played a 35 minute um, first game back in the bubble after missing the first game. Uh, 
Oladipo should be back for this game. He missed the first half of the back-to-back, but that was to be able to play in the second back-to-back unless something changes. Um, And as we know, Sabonis is not going to play, and neither is Gogo Batadze. With that in mind, and and we have to keep an eye on Brogdon. Does he play both games of the back-to-back? I would assume 35 minutes means he's healthy. They said he had a minutes limit. What was it, 40? Because 35 minutes is a lot. Um, but where do you go in, in the Pacers, assuming Oladipo and Brogdon play? And assuming that they don't, where would you go if they don't? Oh, sorry oh, about that. <laughs> looks, like, looks like I pressed the old mute button, so apologies. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, it's definitely going to be a determining factor. Is Brogdon going to get a full load of minutes after playing so many today? Um, because out of 5,400, if he plays 30 minutes, he should be able to smash that price tag in this matchup. Um, another guy uh, who's been playing absolutely out of his mind um, is a guy who's actually averaged more fantasy points in the last two games than James Harden and Luka Doncic, and that's TJ Warren, who's coming off another absolutely incredible performance today of 69 fantasy points, where he had four blocks and three steals. Um, just outrageous effort on his part, and now with Sabonis out, um, he's been getting a lot more run. So, um, at eight thousand dollars, it's definitely the highest price tag he's ever had, I think, in DraftKings history. Um, <laughs> but but I also think that there's still some opportunity left based on how he's been playing. Um, if a bunch of those guys are limited, you mentioned before Brogdon, um, Oladipo, these guys are held back a little bit on a minutes limit. Um, he should be ab- he should absolutely smash, and, and even at this eight thousand dollar price tag. Yeah, um, for me. Depending on what, how Malcolm Brogdon wakes up and how he's feeling and uh, how the coaching staff wants to play him, if he's going to see 30, 35 minutes again, I really like that 5,400 price tag. But uh, he came into this game supposedly on a minutes limit, and it didn't look like that <laughs> whatsoever. So I don't know. Uh, maybe he can play a full complement of minutes back-to-back, but I don't know if they want to push them him there. Um, Victor Oladipo, we'll see what happens with him. He, it's hard to play a guy that's still injured like this right now. He is getting the usage, but um, we don't fully fully know. And Miles Turner in this matchup, not huge on him at 65. Um, but TJ Warren, man, uh, you said it. He's highest price tag I think I've ever seen him. Uh, definitely in the last couple months of the actual basketball season um at eight thousand his price tag went up twice already to this it went from uh fifty eight hundred and now we're all the way at eight thousand wow that's a two thousand two hundred dollar leap in two games and rightfully so because he is on fire i if everybody plays i really don't want to play him but at the same time it's so hard to just when a guy is this locked in it's hard to fade him uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning, but it could easily bite me because this guy is in the zone right now, and uh, he's just, you mentioned four blocks for, for TJ Warren. What? Had <laughs> three steals? When, when did this de- this defensive numbers come? Like, he hasn't done that in his last 10 games combined. So uh, this guy is in another level right now. Uh, but again, that's something, I don't know if he can keep it up, but we will see what happens with him. 
but 8000 is a hefty price tag. If you think about it in the long term, uh, we'll get to a couple people in the next game that are right around his price, and Paul George is only $100 more. So he has played himself into um, the second tier of DFS value here. DFS pricing, I should say. Uh, but yeah, do you, are you confident in TJ Warren to get it done one more time at least um, if Oladipo and Brogdon play? If they play, uh, it's definitely going to be a toss-up. I would say it would be more of a, more of a pivot from the Paul George likely chalk that we're going to see. Um, given the, the price tag being so close. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's hard to doubt TJ, the, the new and improved uh, COVID <laughs> TJ Warren. Right. I think he likes this power forward position. Uh, he was playing the, the three all year, but now he's playing the four. He has more room. Uh, I think he likes it, and we'll see if he can continue this. But it's very hard to keep this streak alive, but we'll see. Um and that gets us into our next game, another really good game on the docket. Two teams that are battling and jockeying for playoff position, um, and that's the Celtics and the Heat. Uh, the Celtics and the Heat are uh, opening up at a 223 over under, and <clears throat> and oh, I lost my I lost my place there. One second, and I believe the Celtics are favored by two and a half points currently. Um, oh, no, now it's three. They're favored by, whoa, they're favored by three and a half. It literally just went up as I said it. Um, that's, that's super weird. Uh, but now they are favored by three and a half, uh, the Celtics. And we know that Kemba is on a minutes limit still. He hasn't hit 25. I believe he, the last two games, the first game he had, he had played 19 minutes in their seven-point loss to the Bucks. Uh, he played 22 minutes in their four-point win against the Blazers. Uh, if he s- sticks to that traje- trajectory, it seems like 25 minutes might be the cap here. Uh, so where do you see yourself going with the Celtics, knowing that Kemba is probably capped around 25 or so minutes? Yeah. Um, with Kemba's minutes limit um, in this matchup too against the Miami Heat, um, I really like on the Celtics. I'm going to stick with some of the the big guns on the Celtics side. So Jason Tatum, 8300. Uh, given his last game, uh, 58 fantasy points. I know he started off a little slow um, in this bubble format, but it looks like he's back to the old Jason Tatum ways. Uh, where he was putting up consistently 45 to 50 fantasy points a game. And in this matchup, um, I know he's going to have a tough defense, but I really expect him to to hit value at 8,300. I, I like him a lot on, on the Celtics side. And then Gordon Hayward, 6,900. Um, he's a guy that has shown flashes of playmaking ability and, and can really um, really capitalize uh, in, a different, in a few different uh, formats in terms of uh, from scoring, rebounding, and, and dishing uh, perspective. So he's a guy I like, too. So those are my top two on, on the Celtics stud. I like that. Um, I'm with you on the Tatum. Uh, I had a, I really liked him. He was in my lineups for that bounce-back game against the Blazers. I think he has a pretty good spot here, again, against the, the Heat, assuming he plays the four. Um, that's, that's where you want to attack them, so I, I like him there. Uh, and the other guy I would be looking at, He's not Hayward for me. It would be um, Brown. Not totally in on it for 6,800. 
but uh, if if the money matched and especially on a, a slate like today where I was playing and and the money kept getting me around 67 6800 I didn't like anybody there so I had to change it up but if I if I'm left with around 6800 uh, there Brown is a guy that I would look at um, for that but besides him I'm or besides that I'm just mainly looking at Tatum if I go here uh, not really anybody else on this matchup for me uh, with Kemba still limited um, with that said let's jump on to the other side of the the coin here in the Miami Heat. There's really no news on the Miami Heat. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody's ready to roll. And there are some uh, low-balling price tags out here that I am very excited to hear you talk about, Dave. Yeah, you definitely mentioned it. Uh, it seems like whoever priced out the Miami Heat um, is asleep at the wheel because uh, <laughs> so some of the pricing has not really jumped and, and it's, it's in our favor here. Uh, Bam Adebayo is the first guy I'm going to start with. 7,700. Um, he's a guy that's another budding superstar in this league. Um, he's going to be a guy that's going to be, uh, my guess, is priced in the, in the high 800s, 9,000s moving forward um, as he continues to develop. But I like him a lot in this matchup against the Celtics. Um, given the Celtics' front court, I, I don't see him struggling too much. Butler is another guy, 7,200. Um, this feels like kind of a slight to Jimmy Butler and, and the ability that he has to, to really put up um, great uh, performances, and especially against the top-tier uh, teams. He seems to really step up his game. So I really like Jimmy Butler um, at that price tag. And then if we're going to talk about, you know, a little, some more dumpster diving, um, I really like Tyler Hero here, 3,100 with only a slight $100 price bump. Um, and he put up 25 points today, uh, actually yesterday, so apologies. And he, he really is a guy that if he gets opportunity and he gets hot, he's a guy that can score in bunches, the, the young rookie um, out of Kentucky. So he's, so he's another guy I'm adding to, to my list of players in the heat. So, so I would say three guys uh, from my end. I like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you on, uh, pretty much most of that. The Bam Adebayo slight at 7,700 against a team that he could absolutely smash in a matchup. Oof. And every time I hear the name Bam Adebayo, I think of, I don't know if you got, if you're a CCR fan or any of our listens, listeners or CCR fan, fans. Um, but I always Think of him in Born on Born on the Bayou, and that's how I say his name, like Bam out of Bayou, just like that. And I absolutely love it even more. It makes me makes me just even that much more of a fan of him. But at seventy seven hundred, uh, this is he's a hundred percent in play. This is a a very good matchup for him, um, and that's not a price tag that I am turned off on at all. Uh, and you mentioned it about Jimmy Butler as well, uh, seventy two hundred for a guy with. Who is a top twenty player in this league? Come on, uh, that's very lowballing it again. They, they're lowballing their two big guys, uh, and I like Butler is probably going to have Marcus Smart on him, but uh, Smart play. I'll, I, I don't mind him at seventy two hundred. That's a really good value for this guy. Uh, that's cheaper than both guys on the Magic as well that we mentioned. Um, and then for me, Tyler Hero is not a bad play at thirty one hundred if you need to dumpster dive. Uh, that that's thirty one hundred, and there's some top value in this in this uh, slate. But another guy, if I'm dumpster diving for, uh, is playing pretty well these last two games, and he's getting more minutes than I I thought he would. Uh, and this is technically a revenge game because he played a few years in the Celtics, and that's Kelly Olynyk at thirty eight hundred. Uh, the last 
two games, he's top 30 points in 30, 30 fantasy points. Uh, and he's played a combined 55 minutes and he shot a combined 24 shots. So he's getting the shots off. Uh, he's making them at a solid clip and he's gotten blocks and steals and, and chipped in some rebounds and assists. Uh, so this guy, and he's gotten a combined total of 37 points in those two games, actual actual basketball points. So he's playing very well right now and at 3,800 in a revenge game. He might see some minutes there and uh, he would be a guy I would look at. But I, get, but I don't know if the, the matchup suits him as much, but um, for 3,800, I might take a dart at him if I'm, if I'm down there. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on, on the Heat and, and the Celtics game? Because this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I, I think on paper and, and in real life, this game is going to be exciting to watch. Um, as far as fantasy perspective, we shall see if anyone else really pops up in, in the next few hours until game time. But I'm just really excited for this matchup. Yeah, me too. And this is the second best game we've gone over so far besides the Nets and the Bucks, who I can't wait to watch. Um, but as far as basketball, pure basketball talent. Um, but that leaves us up to the last game of the night. Uh, this game starts at 9. Uh, I didn't mention it last time, but the Orlando or Magic Pacer game starts at 6, and the Celtic Heat game starts at 6.30. This one is all by itself. Uh, both those games should be over, or Celtics Heat should be just wrapping up. Uh, and this game is the primetime game, and everybody's going to be watching this game. And I'm sure it's going to be heavily invested in, in a DFS perspective. And that is the Rockets, who have played well in this bubble, versus the Blazers, who have played well in this bubble. Uh, they lost a tight one last game. They need this game to stay in the race because the uh, some teams are playing. Uh, they're they're just in a in a dog fight out there out west for that eight seed. Um, but Eric Gordon is out, and Adams for the the Blazers is questionable. I just threw that in there just because it's news. Um, but where are you going? Let's start with the Rockets. Let's start with the big guys in the Rockets. Who do you like in this matchup, and uh, why? And who don't you like, and why? Yeah, so on the Rocket side, and you mentioned it, this, this has the makings of a real defensive uh, meltdown from a, <laughs> from a game perspective. So because of that, I really like James Harden. I uh, was coming off a, a, a quote-unquote poor game for his standards, 55 fantasy points where he shot the ball terribly, and he's at price at 11,300. 11, he's a guy that should be able to to exceed value and should be able to hit 60 fantasy points relatively easily um, as one does when you're James Harden. And then <laughs> the other guy on the Rockets is his running mate, Russell Westbrook, who I think in a slight to him is priced at 9,400 and he's coming up, coming off a 50 point game. And he's another guy that's been looking really sharp um, over the last couple games um, during, during this bubble format. So I would start my lineups with those two guys in the Rockets um, and, and that's, that's where I, I would leave it for the Rockets. Yeah. Um, it's, that's where the usage is. Uh, those two guys, Harden and Westy, uh, are definitely in play. These teams played each other three times this year. Uh, the Blazers won two of the three, the Rockets blew them out in the first game. Uh, but if you want to look at, if you want to talk about rivalries, because Dame Dash and Russell Westbrook just don't like each other. Uh, 
and Dame sent him sent him and George home last year with that that dagger of a of a deep three pointer. Whoa, it, that was all the way in uh, in in OKC. Um, that was just a, a just a dagger, and they've been going at it since. But if you were looking at box score breakdowns, uh, Russell Westbrook has been playing great against the Blazers this year. Um, we'll I'll break down the the couple matchups that they had, but um, one matchup, twenty eight points, thirteen boards, ten assists, and a triple double. Uh, he shot nine of sixteen, but that's still a triple double. Um, another matchup, Westbrook thirty one points, eleven. Rebounds, 12 assists. If you're counting, that's two triple-doubles. And the third matchup, um, <clears throat> you guessed it. Nope, he hasn't had one this one. But uh, 39 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 29 shots. So Russell Westbrook is going off in these matchups. Um, and it, at a combined, at his lowest shot usage was 22. So he took 22, 26, and 29 shots in these three matchups against uh, the Blazers. And James Harden is averaging 13, 8, and 7 in his first one on 12 shots. Second game, 36, 6, and 5 on 19 shots. And the third game, uh, 18, 5, and 4 on 18 shots. Uh, can't see James Harden missing that much, but it's clear that when Russell Westbrook and Dame Dash are going at each other, Russell Westbrook turns into the guy that wants to just take over games and not really give the ball up. Uh, he is getting a good amount of assists, but he wants this, and he takes this uh, bleep personal. Uh, he wants Dame Dash, and Dame Dash wants him. So to me, I want some Russell Westbrook at 9,400. I can't ever knock anybody for playing James Harden and eleven and at 11-3. If I can get him in the lineup too, I might do it. But Russell Westbrook at 94, knowing what I know when they, when they play each other, uh, taking an on average 25 shots a game. Whew. Uh, I mean, just that just sounds like easy money to me. Um, but again, if I'm if I if I need Harden and I have the money and I, I want to spend up there, that's you can never knock playing James Harden. You can easily drop 50 in this game. Um, for a cheap play for me, I would look at Daniel House, but not too hard. It's just uh, if you're around the five. 5k range 48k range and you have nothing else that you like you can give him a look but again uh to me the alpha and the omega is russell westbrook on this side um so dave how are you feeling about the blazers uh who do you like on the blazers anybody going against the rockets we like because they just like shooting threes and it just becomes a shootout uh, but where are you going with the blazers yeah, you definitely mentioned it with the narrative in terms of the, the wonderful beef between Lillard <laughs> and, uh, and, West, and Westy. So I definitely like Lillard um, in, in that matchup. Uh, he's only 500 more than Westbrook, 9,900. Um, he's a guy that should be able to, to score at will, um, given, the, again, the lack of defense on the Rocket side. Um, and then uh, the other guy I really like, uh, Priced uh, pretty high. Uh, the highest he's been since we restarted things is Yusuf Nurkic, um, the center coming off an injury. Um, everyone knew that he was going to be fully healthy, but I don't think anyone really f- could fathom how well he would return. <laughs> he's been returning just obscene amount of vo- uh, value uh, at this point, and he's been priced up a little bit, 8500 but 
averaging 50 points in his first two games back from a fantasy perspective. He's a guy I'll run back out there, especially against the small wall Rockets where he's going to have P.J. Tucker or Robert Covington guarding him. He should be should absolutely smash in this matchup. So I like him a lot as, as my top-tier um, center play of the entire slate. And then, again, from my value Side of things, uh, Gary Trent Jr., 4,300. He put up 31 fantasy points last game. Um, again, he should be open quite a bit, especially with all the focus on Lillard, McCullum, and Nurkic. Um, so he's a guy that I like a lot. Um, and at that pretty low price tag, he should be able to hit value as well. Yeah, I'm with you for most of that. Uh, I like Dame Dalla, and I mentioned Russell Westbrook in this budding rivalry. I will throw out some Dame Dalla stats. Uh, so one of these games, he went 25-7-7 and with 20 shot attempts. No slouch there. Uh, another game, he underwhelmed. He only took 15 shots, and he went 13-6-11. and uh, And then this last game, in the Blazers win, another Blazers win, he took 21 shots, went 36-10-11 for a triple-double. Um, not taking as many shots as Russell Westbrook, but when Russell Westbrook wants something, not many people can uh, keep up with him in shot attempts. Uh, but Dame Dollar is always a, and I love saying the name, by the way. I can't stop saying it now. Or Dame Dash or Dame Dollar, whatever whatever the case may be. But at uh, 9,900, he's definitely in play for me. Uh, if you don't, if you want to get exposure to this game and not spend that much money at, at 9,900, uh, you mentioned it, Yusuf Nurkic. Whoa. I mean... He was, he's good. We knew he was good, but damn, he do, hasn't missed a beat. And uh, that first game when he had six blocks, it was, okay, uh, he's going, he has a smash spot against the Celtics on the center, but uh, six blocks is hard to duplicate. And instead he put up 39 and five with one block and two steals on 20 shot attempts. Uh, uh this thirty, he's played thirty-two and a half minutes in both games combined. Well, on average, uh, so he's definitely in 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 a in this. He's definitely on par and 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 someone you're gonna want to look at. Um, any big that is athletic and is just athletic enough to play with the Rockets and grab rebounds is always in play because you're going against PJ Tucker. Uh, so Joseph Nurkic is athletic enough to dominate in this matchup, and at eighty-five hundred, I love that price tag. And uh, would probably rather have that than paying up for Lillard, though they want to win this game. So we'll see how Lillard, they need to win this game. So we'll see how Lillard comes out. Um, and another guy, you mentioned Gary Trent Jr. He's on fire right now. And if you need some dumpster diving low, uh, um, just a, a guy who could hit, continue to catch fire. He's played on average 30 minutes the last two games. Um, and he's averaging uh, 19 points a game on uh five and a half threes so that's really he's he's hitting he's making his shots right now so he's a guy you could look at um the last guy i would mention if you don't want lillard and you still want exposure and you have your center locked in and that's not nurkic is cj mccollum and cj mccollum had 18 shot attempts in one game on 24.6 assists um he had 19 shots another game 25 5 and 3 and he had 19 shots last game 25 5 and 3 uh so Lillard or McCollum is getting his shots up as well. Uh, he's actually averaging more shot attempts, or pretty much the same amount of shot attempts as Lillard at a little at seventeen hundred dollars less. So he's definitely a guy that's in play for me as well. Um, but this game is going to be exciting. And I got to ask you, Dave, who do you got in this game? 
Uh, if you had to throw, if you had to pick one right now before we know anything tomorrow, uh, who would you take? Do you think the Rockets continue on this this hot streak and out of the bubble, or do you think the Blazers grab a game they definitely and desperately need? Yeah, it's certainly going to be a fun game. I'm hoping for overtime myself, but <laughs> I really like the Rockets. I mean, they're feeding, they're coming off of a surprising comeback win against the Bucks. So I like the Rockets to continue finding ways to win here with with this small ball lineup. So uh, I'm picking the Rockets in this matchup. Yeah, that's a good call, and uh, I the Blazers need it. The Rockets might want it. Um, and just to throw out there. Uh, the, the Pelicans beat the Grizzlies tonight. So the Grizzlies lost three straight games, guys. The Grizzlies don't want that eight seed. Uh, the Pelicans are back in the fight. Um, the, the Spurs are right there. They keep winning. Uh, they had a barn burner tonight as well. Um, so this eight seed is going to – that this is where we're watching basketball. Uh, this eight seed is everything right now. Uh, Dave, I got to ask you, if you had to take a shot in the dark – I know there's still some games left. Uh, the Spurs actually just lost this barn burner by by two points tonight, so they're not three and zero. A lot closer than I thought it would be. It was one thirty to one thirty two. Um, but who do you like on the eight seed if you had to pick uh, just now? Before um, I'm, I'm throwing these tough questions at you before we get out of here. I, I love all these questions uh, <laughs> firing away, but in this case, uh, it looks like it's going to be a real photo finish here for the eight seed and on the west side so uh, my money's gonna be on uh on the grizzlies somehow finding a way to to hold the eight seed but they're not showing any confidence like they really want the eight seed but um given where they are in the standings they're certainly um in the driver's seat here yeah um so zion played 25 minutes tonight if the Pelicans want to make the playoffs and they're serious about it and they start giving Zion 25, 30, 35 minutes. My money's on the Pelicans. If not, if they just um, just play around again, I'm taking the Blazers, but I think it comes down to those two. The Grizzlies are definitely, they have the best shot because even if they do, everybody loses, they still have to get beat twice by whoever is the nine seed. I don't think they're going to lose that eight seed. They can't lose that many games, can they? But uh, I think... The Blazers or Pelicans can do it with the way that the Grizzlies are playing right now. But all they have to do is luck themselves into one. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's our take. We you got the Grizzlies. I got I picked two teams. I cheated a little bit here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's our that's all we have for you tonight. Six games a packed six game Tuesday slate. Um, and do you want to? You have anything else you got to say, Dave, before you leave? And and guys, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. My my Twitter name is at Santino Cacone, and Dave's is at D Menk. Uh, that's uh, Dave. You can spell it for him. I'm not, why am I spelling your guys out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's at D Menk M E N K thirty three um, on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, Get ready to win some money and uh, get ready to play some heavy DFS tomorrow because we got a nice six-game slate that is taking up pretty much the entire day from 1.30 to 11.30 at night, Eastern time. And uh, that's it from Hoopball DFS today. We'll catch you guys again tomorrow. And uh, I believe tomorrow it's – oh, it's myself and uh, Mike on tomorrow. So we'll catch you again tomorrow and uh, have, have a good day and, and good luck today, guys.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.